ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Not For Nothing on this beautiful Christmas morning. I've always wanted Christmas to be in the summer. Well, it is. Because Christmas came early. Mm. And it came from a very surprising source. St. Colangelo. No, St. Ringer. <laughs> pick your pick your saint, really. My good friend and co-host, Chris Merseth, sitting next to me right yesterday. Hi, everybody. Sent me a text. Now, he, sends me, he sends me lots of texts. Mm-hmm. I read most of them. <laughs> last night, I sent you a very special one, though. But last night, you gave me the gift that will always give. And that was... Eternal life, basically. Do you want to explain what you gave me? I, I feel like I can't do it justice. I'm still speechless. It was... I, I've never devoured anything so completely from the moment I laid eyes on it. I'm not even sure I read an article the moment like I sent it to you. Like Sometimes I'm like, oh, this article looks yeah. interesting. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I'll just send it to you because I think it's like it or funny or whatever. And I'll just, I, Sometimes I won't even read it myself. I just think you might enjoy it. It got my undivided attention. This one was amazing. And it's the first, maybe not the first, but maybe the only time we'll actually give praise to the ringer. Um, well, show. it was so. The story you're talking about is the Colangelo Twitter bomb. Yes, um, and Collargate. <laughs> Collargate too. <laughs> just another wow. weird thing. Like uh, this why this is so brilliant. Don't don't, so don't let's 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 just ease into it. <laughs> um, so let's take our time. First Relax. of all, credit where credits due. Ben Dites Dites wrote the piece, or sort of gave Dietrich. Dietrich. Uh, he's a he's a decent writer for The Ringer. He writes about Philly a lot. He had a good piece about Joel Embiid a while back. Or not Joel Embiid, I'm sorry, uh, Nerlens Noel uh, and Robert Covington. Seems like he's got his finger on the pulse of the more than that his other nerds. And it explains now why he was given a, uh, a lead on this or a source. Well, the, the, the company Philly fan is Chris whatever the fuck his name is, that like super oh, nerd. Herring? Or I don't know. I don't the one know. that's got like 19 podcasts and he's like talks like he's 14 years old. Uh, but this guy seems like a real Philly fan. Philly fan. Anyway, it could have been written by anyone. The content is what is important. And the content, <laughs> if you haven't heard, is that allegedly the worst general manager in the history of basketball, who probably has no friends, Brian Colangelo, uh, has up to five fake Twitter accounts five in which he takes on basically the same persona in each right it's not like there's a lot of difference in the persona writing these various or owning these various Twitter accounts yeah it's I mean some are more active than others but the bottom line is Brian Colangelo basically it seems has been caught talking shit on his players his coach Dwayne Wade's wife. Seriously. Uh, through like a fake. Former GM, a, Sam Hinkie. Yeah, through these fake. Burner accounts. Burner accounts, yeah, like these troll accounts. Yeah. Um, so he's defending. One, one of which he's, a, he's honed up to. One of which right. the author of the story reached out to the Sixers. The Sixers immediately, not immediately, they, the Sixers responded that one of the accounts was his, the other wasn't. And he didn't mention the three others, Which but they were, were all shut down right, simultaneously. Right at right after he posed the question to the Sixers organization. Right. Which is weird in itself. Weird or well, it's conspiracy. A, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a coincidence <laughs> at all. It's I, not. No, either it's Sam Henke pulling those at the exact right time because he's the one, he's the mastermind <laughs> behind this whole fucking thing. And I'm sure he still has people in the organization. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if it was oh Sam Henke that like caught on to Colangelo doing this and then just made all these other ones? All these other ones. Oh, that's great. And then he would know when oh. they were going to drop the story so he could collapse them and make him look guilty. I mean, you. I mean, that's pretty deep. I know, but. And that's why I love it. But they said it was an analytics person that. that yeah, drop kind of that. That, this that out. is the anonymous person, right? Which leads to Hanky. <laughs> I mean, I d- the conspiracy theorist <laughs> in me loves the con- the oh, idea that man. like this is the last laugh, right? So, th- this is 
in, I mean, so, oh God, there's just so it's much a, to, you can't, to, to unpeel yeah, you here. Can't, you, what you gave me was the gift of, A, I'm redeemed because Brian Colangelo sucks. Yes. I've always hated Let's, him. Yes. Can we start there? Yes, let's start there. I, that's I'm, the point of why I said you this in the first place. Because as soon as I saw something about Colangelo and some sort of weird uh, weird thing, like I don't even know how you describe what this it is. It seemed weird at first, but then it got weird beyond my wildest dream. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is quirky. And then yeah. I was like, wait, what, what? am I reading? Because right. Steve Kerr got caught, like, um, not I think caught, but he apparently he was supposed to, DM, DM blah, like blah. a thing, right? And then Joel Embiid has had some stuff and some and other Durant, players. Durant, Durant had, had a troll um, account. I think there was even another. Uh, I mean, there's even like sports writers and stuff have had things like that. You know that they've. But Durant like, was Skip doing Bayless it. Durant was doing it to, to at, like boasting himself and stuff. Or yeah, whatever, right? that's so, what Durant was basically doing. What Colan- I mean, Colangelo was kind is, of doing that, but, but he was also going after. Yeah. He was. He was. Yeah, when you go after your own players, people in your organization, and with lies, yeah, or yeah, or just even Jalil Okafor never. The GM of of the what, where did he go? He uh, Brooklyn. There was a no, but there was a deal with either I think New Orleans. Oh, I think New, it was Orleans. New Orleans. Or New Orleans. The GM apparently. of New Orleans said that the Okafor didn't fail the physical, right? The way that Colangelo in his Twitter account had suggested, yeah. I guess what happened was Colangelo <laughs> couldn't decide on how poorly he, he wanted to make the trade. <laughs> I mean, basically, the guy is like, I mean, it's, it's, made a bad trade. The deal fell dead at the table, and then he pointed the finger at Jalil Okafor in a fucking shadiest way possible with a fake Twitter. Because he just despises Okafor, and he despises Noel. Like he just hates these guys so much. It seems like I think too, that Hanky is the problem. He hates anything Hanky related. Yeah, I think that I mean, and he went after Hanky. Oh, on he these oh, accounts. he totally he totally has some um, uh, complex here about about being in the shadow of Hanky. I mean, it's crazy when you think about because Hanky gets a lot of praise, and he even like there was even right there was a couple of even the Twitter uh, these postings were even about how Hanky actually wasn't that good or how he's yeah he he's, was like he's better than there's Hinky like or was a Hanky like meme going around right. for a while, and he like outwardly said I hate that thing. Yeah, like what person on Twitter hates a hinky, like a bobblehead hinky. Like, who's like, I'm yeah, so I'm tweeting s- about this. I'm yeah. so sick of this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... But, it, so the only other one correlation that I saw about this that kind of reminds me, I was like, all right, this this is... And this is where this could go. This is the only other option here it, it's it's going to parallel is, is when Roger Goodell's wife had a, had a secret Twitter account that wasn't her, her name on it, but she, it was found out that she was the one running it. And she was basically tweeting out support and in defense of her husband, right? Well, so, I mean, yeah. So the parallel I'm drawing here then is either it's Let's like Let's leave wives out of this. No, but it's either a Calangelo like family member or a trusted colleague or somebody who's, who is working. With, but Calangelo still has to be involved in this. Because yeah, there's, it's there's not too like much inside information Matea fucking Calangelo isn't... Or Jerry his, isn't his like son. Al- no no or his like Matea his, his son yeah his son who's the, right which is another what is which is also makes it even more weird that he's following like his son and like the son's coach where but he, he was plays. following his he was following his own he was following his own college like, team people too. from Ontario that, do, right so it's like it's just yeah not, like a guy he'd mentored like it's it, uh, yeah. the, he's already owned up to owning one right which I think he thinks is enough to get him out of this hot water yeah now. My first question to you, in a lineage of questions, okay. does Brian Colangelo step down or get fired? Uh, that's a, it's a good question because that's because that's where I'm saying like that's where the potential of this, like he if if there's he's a way, formulating a lie, is yeah right or or yeah or some sort of a of sort of a uh, ground plan here of going like this actually wasn't me but this was my like. Um, uh, like an old friend or like an old colleague or or, yeah, or some like my vice president of something in the organization or something something stupid right yeah it's got to be something he can kind of sidestep this a little bit trumpet and be right. like yeah I didn't say, that's shower talk so whatever. unless this deep digs deep and you know now like the New York Times is writing about this like that's great it needs right, to be right Adrian Rojanowski is writing about it. so like enough people are like and the, you know they're calling and they're it seems like they're digging so a lot of other people are digging now so I I feel like if if they, can, totally is the lead. If, if they can Tally dig is. this. Oh, Hinky would be great if he's just a leak. If it were, he's, he's the, the source, he's definitely he's the, the source. source. He's definitely. The source. I'm convinced he's the source. That would be next level amazing. Because um, that in itself was like a fake Twitter 
account, right? Because there was no name or nothing attached to that Twitter account. Who, who? Yeah, it was just leaked a, these these things or whatever, right? The funny thing is, I'm not on Twitter at all, right? So like all of this in my old manishness is just like that's what you get for getting on the Twitter, like. But that's no good. Why, normally, the time I hate Twitter and I try to get on it and I look at it and I'm like, oh, I hate this stuff, and that's why I don't post. But every once in a while, this is the nuggets that just it's come true. up, and you're like, oh, yes, this it's is so true. great. Because all day long, I was on Twitter almost all day today just looking at stuff and people's like conspiracies or thoughts and ideas of like how this is going to play out or even like you, the one that dude, I even texted you. F- fuck Twitter, dude. Get into the fucking Reddit groups, man. You can find some oh, bonkers that shit. That might be too deep for me. Which is where I got this other idea. <laughs> Does Jerry Colangelo step in? And say you can't fire my son. Adam, no, this Adam is, this Silver, is, you get involved no, you, because no, you, you know can't. we fucking shanghaied Sam Hankey. Like we, the store. Like I can, I've got dirt. Like we've got to figure this out together. Like I have a feeling the NBA, the Sixers, Colangelo's are all working on a way to like, kind of do like what they do with. Like when in a basketball game, when there's a terrible call and they have the guy that comes out, Steve, and he's like, I mean, yeah, he had a bad position and technically it was hip to hip. And so that foul was a foul and the officials were right again. And that's what I feel like they're going to do here. They're just going to blow smoke up our ass and be like, I mean, like to your point, like, oh, it was a friend and Jerry will be like my son and Adam will be like, this isn't an NBA matter. And like the Sixers will be like, let's move on. Well, see, so here's that's the problem. So he's actually leaking inside team information, right? So this has gone beyond false team information. Well, I mean, well, see, and I don't even know that yet. And because, you know, because a lot of these times these other GMs aren't going to speak ill of a trade or another player. Or they won't say but like what's there was the, some agreement. What's the gain for him in doing that? Like it's not like he he was like, yo, I Markel Fultz is the bomb right now. I just watched him shoot like thirty straight threes to try to use him as trade bait. Like he was just putting down his own players, diminishing their value for, further. Like he was just being a douche. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was just being a butt so, hurt douche. Right. So so whatever this has gone too far. Like the NBA, like so. Okay, let's, let me go back to your original Yeah, let's question. stay. Sorry, so let's Silver, stay So point. Adam Silver, I think when, when the, the Sixers happened here and a lot of the teams came in and were like, listen, Hinky's an ass. No one likes dealing with him. A lot of the players, and the players, maybe the team, uh, the people in the organization didn't sort of, the way he was iron-handed and heavy-handed around the, the organization. Sure, he wasn't the most lovable he, guy and he, he wasn't right. like, he didn't so, always answer. His right, problem. so with that, so they needed a problem and they, they Adam Silver just came off of like a couple years ago Getting rid of Donald Sterling, right? Yo, and that, and, and hold on, and that, so he okay. he had That's this. unfair. No, but he had. So what they did was they had to get rid of Sterling, and they had someone needed to step up and step in to write and to, to steady that ship right. until they could find someone to sell it to. Yeah. And luckily, like Doc Rivers was there and well-respected enough person, and had some clout around the league, and that. Adam Don't Silver try to like, retell me the goddamn Adam Silver fucking gets no, but Sam Hankey out. So it was out. his playbook of going, of going. Hey, here's what we did with the Clippers. Now we have a little bit of a problem in Philadelphia. I need someone to help me. You know, he kind of he leaned on Jerry Colangelo too much. In that no, sense. he was fucking. It was all David Stern. David Stern was like, you know who you need? Fucking Jerry Colangelo. Silver doesn't listen and, to David and Stern. And so anymore. they hired. They were like, the Sixers need to hire Jerry. This stupid conspiracy Jerry, theory about this. This oh, listen. Here's what happened. Jerry Colangelo was hired by the Sixers as a team president. Yes. Sam Hinkie was not let go. Right. But Sam, they knew Sam Hinkie wouldn't stay on with. Right. With Jerry Colangelo, Hinkie left, leaves. Colangelo hires his son, and then he's gone in 30 days. I, I think it's. Silver's greatest mistake was going, I need help writing this organization. I think Silver was afraid that, like, tanking... I think right. he was, was fine with tanking. I think he was fine with tanking to a, to a point, but this was, like, blatant tanking. It, it got too far, and he, he got involved where he shouldn't have. Right? He got involved... He shouldn't have gotten involved in that, and he... he Should he have gotten involved with, with the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, because that's, a, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, so th- he... He took a he took a parallel from the Clippers and tried to apply it to the, the 76ers when it wasn't necessary. But he could have done it right because it's two but he, completely but he, different things. But he could have done it the same way, which was transparent. He could have said, "I want to get rid of Hanky, or the Sixers need to stop tanking." 
and been like, this is bad for basketball. Yeah, but see, Sam Hankey, not, you can't get rid of a GM for, for saying it's bad for basketball because it's you can't prove it's bad for basketball necessarily. Well, is, I mean, but was Donald run, Sterling bad good, for basketball? Yes, it was. <laughs> Come on. I know. I'm trying. So, it's not really so that, No, but that's what I'm saying. But I think you I, – I, I don't know why I understand why you don't – Think this is a valid argument? It's a, that, it's a, it's totally valid. I'm no, just taking a different. I'm no, just no, taking no, a different. But, yeah, but why? Because it's like it's he 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 made a mistake. He he took one application and he tried to apply it to something else. So will he a, make the, the same the mistake way. again? No. So I no because he should be letting the team handle this and and the, either the even other the owner or or Colangelo like there's enough dirt in there where it's too far gone for Colangelo to escape this if it's if it's actually him, right? For him, but Jerry is the key, man. That's the thing. Is like stop he's, talking about Jerry. Jerry's irrelevant at this point. I don't think Jerry is. Jerry put his son in position. Jerry right, because, was the head of USA Silver, Basketball. Silver. Jerry was an owner. Like, like you're 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 diminishing the fact that the reason Brian Colangelo exists at all is because his father was a an important person in the history of basketball and still is. Yeah, but yeah, but now at this point, one, it's it's Jerry's. It, Brian's put himself in a in a bad position that his dad can't come and save him at this point, right? Okay. If it's him. And the fact that it's at this point, Silver, I think Silver knows he made a mistake. I, I honestly believe this now that he made a mistake letting Jerry. But not a mistake Jerry that he needs to get involved in. Again, right. And he can't, so he, he appointed Jerry knowing that Jerry's not going to be there long term. And the dad was going to go, all right, I'll do this, but he, I have a succession plan in place and this is what's going to happen. Everyone's like, fine, I don't care. Let's just do this and get, get, off and get this over with. So. At this point, you can't like Jerry's not going to be able to come in and go. Adam Silver's like, hey, 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 let's let's like, I'll fix this. Don't worry about this. I'll make this work. At this point, Silver has got to be. And if he doesn't, and if he, if he doesn't stand up to Jerry, then then I'm done with Silver because he's a he's a he's just a wussy. Pause. Can I drop another conspiracy theory sure. on you? I think Adam Silver has always been involved. I think Adam Silver and Brian Colangelo made the Markel Fultz trade oh up. My God. Listen, hear me out. Okay. It was an unnecessary trade up. They gave a pick back. That's Brian back, Colangelo. But they gave a pick back to move up in a draft that they didn't need to move up in. And it was a it was a, a pick from Michael Carter Williams. Like I'm I feel like there is a and he fucked up another trade where he gave too much on a he gave back like a, the Stauskas pick or something like that. What I'm saying is is like I feel like Colangelo is giving back some of what Hanky took to level the playing field. I don't know if he's doing that because he feels he needs to or because he's terrible or if Adam Silver is still, like, somehow involved. Silver can't be... He, I mean, is he involved with Danny Ainge making these beautiful trades then? Is he is he involved with with Paul George getting traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder? You know, like, so you can't... Well, I mean, I don't know. one and not the other. He was, you know, like, he was involved, he was involved when, they, when the NBA nixed the trade from... To have uh, Chris Paul go to that was LA David Stern, Lakers. but Ster- Silver was in the in the house. Yeah, but you can't. So Stern wasn't the puppet master behind Stern. Silver okay. wasn't the puppet master behind okay. Stern. If anything, Stern. I I would believe Stern having a lot more iron grip on a lot of things. I think Stern's still involved. Anyway, oh, no, let's no, no. let's get let's get away from this because I think all of your points are valid and all of my points. I'm just spouting conspiracy, and, and, and I don't yeah. I don't necessarily believe. Okay. most yeah. of what I'm saying, I think it's just possible. And so. Let me just finish with this then. The the ego that Colangelo has shown in the, in these tweets, uh, how and, and, his, and how he runs this organization, just to me shows that he has no level or idea of like of of trying to give back and level level the playing field. No, those kinds of things. He just makes bad trades. He's just an idiot who doesn't actually is not a very good GM. He got lucky a little bit back in maybe Denver and in Toronto. I mean, he was even taking shots at the guy who replaced him in Toronto. The yeah, GM. I know the guy that he brought up. Right, who is who is a great, and also now he's trying to blame him for like the, the, the badness of Toronto or something. And it's like, dude, you you're you're so well because he out thinks there. that because he picked DeRozan and and brought over Fatty that he's like a great GM. Do you think? Let me try to phrase this without sounding like so. A I, I just because I've got I've I've got a question I want to know your your thoughts on. Okay, but keep going. I I want to phrase it because I want to be get out of the conspiracy. Okay. World. So I, th- I think I, one way or another, maybe sort of answer your rich, or first original question, I can't imagine this ending well for Colangelo, right? Like, I just, I just can't. 
It's not like he's well loved. No, right, and no one in Philly likes him. The fans, like the players, might not even there at this point. With the with the problems that they had with Fultz during the season, with that kind of weird stuff, where he was even blaming now when those tweets was blaming Fultz's like mentor guy who was helping him. Did the Sixers announce Brett Brown's extension out of a reaction to this, or was that? I'm not sure if one happened before the other. The so. They but like so, the, the 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 extension was announced this morning. The extension was announced this morning, but it was confirmed last night. Right. So the story came out somewhere yesterday, last night. They knew that he was. They knew when the story dropped that he was. He had been picked back up. Right. I, which means that they've already been working on an extension for like weeks at a time. So I think it's just a. It's one of those really bad coincidences, that. Um, I mean, it's a great coincidence actually because. Brett Brown's like, oh, I have my deal. Yeah, so he's he's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I mean, so it's great. Yeah, it's great. So I, I, it's an interesting thing because like now do they do they look for another GM? You know, there's all these you know these young hot names are kind of around. A lot of guys are actually like with San Antonio or some other places that who maybe worked with Brett Brown. It's 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 a sort of it's a bad scene though because you've got because you have Hanky who had a plan, Colangelo who tried to erase it and then what's this next person gonna do like what do you do with this well, team the, the, that's the, incredibly talented has tons of cap yeah. space has an opportunity to pick up a superstar or not like you've got a coach that's already locked in for three years i don't know if it's a great place to be a general manager i mean you're always going to be in the shadow i don't know i said that like charles Barkley. you're always going to be in the shadow <laughs> Of Sam Hankey, um, no matter what, are you ready to do that as a general manager? Oh, absolutely! Like you got okay, you got that talent on that team. You still have, I think, a, a whole bunch of draft picks, not just your own. In and the next Colangelo couple of years, is a scapegoat. And yours, Colangelo is a scapegoat. So you got you're looking better than Colangelo, if nothing else. And and here, so here's my here's my one other thought on this is that they might have to get rid of Colangelo just to sort of save face with the rest of like with with potential free agents. And draft picks with Fultz and fucking Embiid, right? With I mean, those I th- own players, like, too, right? Those right. those players, Fultz isn't going and, anywhere. And Embiid like, like had a perfect tweet that wasn't trolling. He was just saying like, "We we talked. I don't believe this. This is too insane to believe, right? Right now, or I don't believe this right now. I'm gonna trust the dude till right. I don't. So right. So he set it up perfectly because if it comes out where there's more info, and then he's just gonna be like, "All right," he's like, "I thought that was an insane thing, but turns out it wasn't. So who cares? Like, I'm done with the guy now, right? Right? Because he, he the guy's an ass." Or he could just be like, if it doesn't turn out to be true, he's like, yep, I covered. He covered his bases both ways with that tweet, which is great. But any GM, any GM, I think would jump at the chance to take that job and try to and try to keep building on what is the potential that is already there. And the one, the one tweet I did, I sent you. Some guy came up with the theory, which I thought was great, is that Colangelo gets fired. I hate this theory. I, 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 I just like it because the end of the end of this bullet <laughs> point. But David Griffin, who everyone seems to revere, was the GM of the Cavs, who mm-hmm. got shanked there. Um, he he. So he says, Colangelo gets fired. David Griffin gets hired in his place. Griff convinces LeBron to come to Philly. Philly destroys Boston the next seven years in the playoffs. Bill Simmons' sight ends up having caused the window of contention for Boston to close. I think that's, that's would, pretty, that'd be great irony, right? If if that would, actually turned out, it would be fantastic. It'd be amazing. It'd be absolutely. And amazing. it would make the ringer more palpable because honestly, like the only time I like listening to. Bill Simmons is after Boston loses because he's so sad. <laughs> he's so sad when they go seven for 39 from three points. <laughs> so uh, I, I think, I think so to maybe your question finally, to, just to wrap this all up. I think. Oh, I think it's Colangelo, not. You can't wrap this no, up. But I, no, just on my thoughts on this. I think Colangelo has to go. Good. He does. He, he definitely, he has, definitely to go. has to go. It I is, think the organization will have to get rid of him, though, just to sort of save face a little bit on this. You and can't try to move fucking, forward. You can't move forward with him still. With you this. can't watch Jason Tatum fucking put on the performance that he did in the playoffs mm-hmm. and be like, I tra- traded up to get Markel Fultz. Like, that alone should get his ass fired. He gave up way too much. Way too much. Yeah. He didn't have to give up, yep. like, uh, whatever. He, right. he gives up too much for everything. Yeah. And, and doesn't t- get back enough for other things. I mean, he's other a trades. Two, like, so he's two-time, whatever GM of the year, year. executive, yeah. Um, Which is a shame. Those things are ridiculous. But well, I mean, the GM of the year this year got fired, right? No, coach of the year yeah, got it was fired. Coach, yeah. I mean, he got fired pretty immediately after winning both those. I think they were both with different teams. One was his daddy's. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Brian Colangelo, you piece of shit. I've always hated you. Yeah. And now. Now I don't have to just have this like weird 
45 minute diatribe that I have to explain to people why I dislike Brian Colangelo. <laughs> I can now just say, look up Eric Jr. Was that the one? That was the, one of them, Eric Jr., yeah. Just look up like Eric Jr. Free balling or something? Or I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was something balling. Too much is not enough or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like <they're, laughs> or t- yeah. It's like, enough's enough. <laughs> and I said enough. Like, dude, he's so whack. It's so, I mean, for the other thing is like, I don't think it's a kid because only a grown man would write those weird tweets. Like they're like, they sound like a guy trying to get a word in at like a dinner party. He's like, I mean, give me a break. Like, what's going on with Markel's? <laughs> like, you know, like, and like you said, they all sounded like kind of structurally the same in their sentences and stuff. You know, like they seem. Well, he shit talked. He shit talked. Like it's so. He shit talked. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade at a game. He I mean, was this at. is insane, right? And so, like, that's how people d- f- like dug into it. Like, he that's was how, there, yeah. right, and the only one sitting next to them or something, yeah. right? So it's like, it's oh my god, it's so like you're not that s- slick, dude. You're never that s- as slick as you think you are. He also like he followed like places that he was, yeah, business yeah. owner yeah. in Ont- Ontario, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. So, right. He's like, like here's so a company I invest in. I'll follow them. Yeah, or I mean, so, Brian Colangelo. I mean, you're like, dude, what are you doing? All right, so Brian hopefully is gone by this time next week. We'll hopefully, be, mm-hmm. we will not be talking about LeBron coming to Philly because I think that the, I've now got a new concept. Ooh. I've got a new theory okay. on that. I do too, actually. Really? Yeah. What is it? Uh, you don't want to go first? Well, mine's fucking crazy town. Oh, okay. Great. So you want I'll crazy or you want normal? Well, I'll st- let's start with normal. Okay. Let's ease into this a little bit. Okay. So I was thinking about this, and, and there was some, I was trying to find it, but I, there was some betting lines that just came out within the last there couple of days about Where where's the bronze next destination. And I think Philly is actually, this is the favorite now. Okay. And I think. Well, if Philly's favorite, it's not going to Right. Happen. And I think Lakers might have been second. Don't hold me to it. Um, Cleveland's got to be one of those, right? Yeah. Cleveland's there. Oh, here it is. Yep. So this is, I mean, this is bet online. This is the website, you know, so take it for what it is. Uh, 76ers plus 150. Cavs are plus 175. So there's a second favorite. Rockets plus 250. That's the new Simmons take. Lakers 550. Yep. And I'm actually, that's interesting you said that, because then I'm, I'm actually thinking the Rockets, and for a couple of reasons here now. These are my reasons. Okay. Chris Paul is there. They're good friends. Banana boat. Banana boat. He's not probably going, he's probably not going anywhere. Nope. Um, would... They both have the same hair. They both do have the same hair. And he's not winning in, in Cleveland, right? As as much as he's tried, he he he's not gonna get past Gold State and Cleveland. Oh. Okay. All right. Unless they unless they bring Chris Paul in there or do some other crazy stuff in Cleveland, which maybe is so I'm not dis- discounting Cleveland. Philly, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Can I tell you why he's not going to Houston? After I tell you why he is. Okay. He's not going to the Lakers. They got too much young talent there. He's too old. He's too old. They're gotcha. not, it's not going to put them over the hump with Golden State. And he fucking right? he Luke Wall Lincoln and fuck Golden that, State. Dude. And he probably couldn't compete with Houston. Then maybe he'd. So now we have to go with two teams in the West if he goes to the Lakers. The reason he goes to Houston is Chris Paul is there and James Harden is there. Mm-hmm. Now if he goes there. They and have Trevor Ariza. Well, well he, Trevor Ariza might have to go away now because of and Joe design, Johnson. Design LeBron. But. Now they have a big three, which is something James hasn't had since Miami. Right. And it's the only way he can try to compete with at least Golden State and most likely Houston at this point, too. Right. If he doesn't go to Houston. So he needs to he needs as many superstars as possible on the same team. And I don't think him and Paul George going to the Lakers does it for him. So and Chris Paul's his good friend. Maury has a always a crazy way of figuring out how to bring in more and more talent to the Houston Rockets team. That guy's just sharp enough to figure out, like, getting rid of Ariza, training a couple other guys. He'll find someone to, to take uh, Ryan Anderson off his hands for $20 million I don't know if he will, but, I mean, maybe Brooklyn's interested. Yeah, I, or I, Cleveland is somehow. We'll take him I mean, I dumb. think yeah, I think you got to bring a uh, – Tristan Thompson comes along, right? He's got no, to. No. You know, they even got Capella, um, so they don't need Tristan Thompson. I mean, Tristan I like Thompson. the fit. I, so I just – it's more and more viable to me that, that if he's going to go anywhere besides Cleveland – then Houston looks probably like the best fit for him to try to win and compete against Golden State. All right, my and that's the main reason. Okay, here's why. Now I'm not. Do, I'm not just. I'm not just be taking the mm-hmm. the devil's fucking whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not taking the piss. because he's trying to win championships I, at I'm, this point. Right. This is my true. This is my true think feelings mm-hmm. on this. LeBron does not want to play in the West. He doesn't want to play against all those fucking teams all season long. I agree. He doesn't want to play 
is all those great teams, not just in the playoffs, but like, see, all season long. He mm-hmm. doesn't want, dude, the dude is tired. Yeah. He's clearly tired. Absolutely. If LeBron wins the championship this year, not going to happen. He will go back to Cleveland and it will be his last season in the NBA. He will retire as a Cleveland Cavalier. Mm. That is the new shit. <laughs> you heard it here first. He's not going to the New York Knickerbockers. Nope. He's staying in Cleveland and he's returning. Cause dude is tired, man. He's Did he you see when he blocked Rozier and then just stood there like catching oh, his breath? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, he wasn't I, catching his breath. Yeah, he, he was. was flexing. Ah, I mean it was flex. Listen, he just, has every right you. to I love be tired. You because you're on LeBron's horse and stuff, but then you kind of you kind of talk shit about him a little bit too on the side like this and stuff. And I think it's great. Well, I'm never gonna. I'm I'm fully embrace him. Yeah, but when he fucking <laughs> when he when he fucking blocks the shit out of goddamn scary Terry and his ma, <laughs> I'm happy. It was great. I'm just so you you actually I think you helped solidify my reasoning for this is that. He doesn't want to go. Some he doesn't, of the burden he's not, taken off. Right. No. But he, yeah. Exactly. He's not going to want to go up against these Western Conference teams if he goes to L.A. because he doesn't have enough support to do that. Like you said, Houston's the only viable option that does that. If he doesn't, if he doesn't stay in the East. Well, if Colangelo gets fired, it's not like a realistically a general manager can't come in and be like, and now I'm going to get LeBron James and polarize the city. Like I feel like that would be a weird move for it, a new GM. It might be. It might. I, but it, it depends on. How much LeBron wants to come to Philly, though? I mean, just so what you're in, saying is, like, LeBron doesn't like, want to hang around with a young team. So how many years do you think he has in the team? Oh, so that was, okay, so that was my other point. He has, so I, look, I looked this up, actually, because I heard someone say, like, LeBron James will probably pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most scoring, or total points I scored disagree. this season. LeBron James has, like, 33,000, yeah, for the career or something, yep. right? And he's averaging, each season, He's it's almost like, it's just under 2,000 or just over 2,000 points mm-hmm. a season. So he needs three... Uh, three. Oh, he pr- he needs four seasons if he averages two thousand still. Ain't the next, gonna right? happen. To get to get three thousand, three seasons gets him within a thousand points of of Kareem. And if LeBron ain't winning championships, he's going for those. Points. He's going for a lot of other records, right? He's already gotten all. He's already amassed all these playoff records now. I don't, you know all these other things. I don't think LeBron is done. I I don't think he's done. I think he just needs more help. And he needs a little more rest from time to time, like you said. I think this final determines what his plan him. is. He's working too hard to get to get a championship. I'll give you that right now. So I could see you going. I could see him going. Yeah, this is a lot of work. I need. I need this. Something needs to change, though. I mean, his post game interviews. He's like, yeah, he was. He, he's dead, he's, man. He's just. But he's like, I'm leading these guys. Yeah. Like he's like not even pretending to be modest. Oh no, anymore. he's but he's not a modest dude. He's 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 an arrogant guy and he's a very confident guy. And like even what like I his, saw his that game things. seven, I saw LeBron that did not look great. That took weird shots. That was missing free throws. Like they shouldn't have won that game. They shouldn't have at all. And I think the the refs probably did play a role, but I couldn't see it because I just hate not Boston so much. Not enough. Um, but LeBron, you know. Once he got in the paint and once he started sort of scaring every player but Tatum. Yeah. I mean, you see, did you see Big Al's three at the end of that game? It was like, they, what I mean, the fuck I mean, are you doing? They were out doing? of sorts. The funny thing, too, is actually after that Tatum dunk on, on LeBron, um, I don't even think Boston scored 10 points, and that was like six minutes into the four, uh, left in the fourth quarter. Well, Tatum immediately scored a three, and then nada. Yeah, and then, and then I, don't even, I think they got nine points the rest of the game. And Cleveland had like fourteen or something. So who like, would you call the M- your MVP of that series, besides LeBron? LeBron out. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because Jeff Green stepped up for two games, so I'm not going to give it for him. God love for Jeff Green though. Tristan Thompson, Georgetown. Tristan Thompson mm. came Medium. in and provided something that they didn't. They were missing in the first two games, which they lost. Right. That's true. So, and also, you know, and I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but also they, they put Tristan Thompson in to guard Horford, and Horford just wasn't quite the same. He put up decent numbers. He didn't put up he great numbers. He, too, looked tired. He, too, looked tired. And he's an, old, he's an older dude, so maybe he just wore down. You know who I think the MVP was? And I hate to say it. George Hill. Yeah. He did just enough. He did just enough. He wasn't he made, terrible. He wasn't he made, But he made the shots when, like... That's what he is, though. He's a... 
He just put the he just like they'd be like slipping. They'd like there'd be a six point run and he would do some weird right handed layup on the left side and it would go in and it's just like just enough that the, the Celtics were like, <sighs> yeah, fuck, we right. were almost on a right. run. Yeah, yeah. And no one else was fucking doing that. Kevin Love wasn't. No. Jeff Green wasn't actually that good. I mean, he no, put he just, up all right numbers. Yeah, he just and, made a hell of a And he played some shots. defense. He happened to make a few three-pointers, which he never does. It was fantastic for me because, A, I love Jeff Green since he was at Georgetown. I love that he fucking was the dagger against his old team, the Boston Celtics. It feels so good because <laughs> yeah. they hate oh, his that's ass. True. They hate yeah. his ass. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Green gets to have like a moment where he deserves these ungodly fucking contracts he's been given. I guess. I don't know. I think the most important question for me in this series as it came to a close was where the fuck was the genius Brad Stevens when his team had missed 30 fucking three-pointers to say, hey, guys, we got the paint. Tatum just dunked on LeBron. Could we just go score easy buckets? Like, you hey, die I'm, by the sword, but what, 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 what you know, it's I, that's I, a fucking it's Houston, Houston, same thing, though. I mean, they they missed 33 pointers, right? So, you know what Houston and fucking Boston have in common? Mm-hmm. They have two coach, they each have a coach that's never played in the NBA playoffs. You know who is in the finals? Coaches that played in the NBA playoffs, mm. it's a different fucking game. And Tyron Lou knows that, and fucking Steve Kerr knows that, and they know how to fucking adjust and play. And and fu- and those other two retards. Sorry, that was a slip. Yeah. Edit that out. <laughs> Brad Stevens. <laughs> Chris is gonna Ain't be no so editing mad here. Ain't no editing here. God damn it. Uh, shit. That really fucks up my great fucking team <laughs> by being a douche. <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone out there that I offended. Just move on. I can't. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I can easily. Yeah. Uh, Dan Tony and Brad Stevens. They haven't been. They haven't been in the game as a player. It's actually. It's actually a really good point. And uh, and here I'm going to back it up here with this thought. Oh, please do. Is I was really upset with Golden State in in a lot of the games, especially in Game Six and early in Game Seven. Because at the start of both of those games, all they were doing was trying to shoot threes and jack up bad shots outside. Uh, right. The three point line, and then second half, Kevin Change. Durant, who I was like, I had this whole thing about. I want to talk about Kevin Durant and what an absolute pussy this guy is because he's he's seven foot tall. He can't he can just score whenever he wants to, and he just keeps pulling up these mid range and three point shots. That guy should just be taken into the hole like a LeBron every time. He's either getting fouled or dunking on everybody basically because that's basically what he should. If he's that great of a scorer and a basketball player, you can't stop him. No but matter he's what he not. Wants to he do. doesn't have the eye of the tiger. That's he why doesn't. he's on someone else's he, team. He, and he doesn't. He but, run that, his own team. but to my point, then as he was as as the whole team in that sense was doing the exact same thing. They don't take it to the ba- the basket. They don't. They're not strong with it, trying to finish it around the rim or trying to get closer. A la like Sean Livingston, who all his his game is all mid range shots and in the key. And that's what you, I do. Blew up his knee. Like he, right, he's the you, one person that shouldn't be. In right, there. but you need to. If your threes aren't following, or falling, you need to get better adjust. shots and adjust and go to the hole and get like better shots. Like LeBron James. Right, does. and if you're not shooting well, they always tell you, is is shoot closer to the hole, get a few like warm ups, layups type shots to get you in a better rhythm. Durant could also get. All the foul calls, if he wanted, to absolutely, go to the hole. yes, he could. And he is an amazing athlete. Yes, like, I took he is. Kristen to see He's a Kevin great. Durant, and she immediately was like, handles. "Oh, this guy is like better than better than than he, than." He should be scoring even with the Warriors. He should be scoring over thirty points a game. He should be. He should He's never the miss prototype. A shot. He's the guy. He's the prototype. Mm-hmm. He's the seven foot stretch yes. whatever yep. that all the NBA wants. He his nickname should be the prototype. Yeah, because he is. Ooh, that's a great nickname for him. Right? Yeah, the prototype. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's what everybody wants. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I really but, like Durantula, but, but he but didn't they, like it. <laughs> he, but they, they, they figured it out, and they made adjustments in both those games in the second half. Well, they started also started catching fire from threes, but they started taking it to the whole, especially in game seven, Durant started taking it to the whole But motion creates emotion, to your point. Like, two-pointers create three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just start bombing and missing threes, you're just going to keep bombing and missing threes. It's contagious. But if some people are scoring or you get a couple mm-hmm. easy buckets... Then your shot comes they had, back. They also had a lot more movement. With Anybody who plays like pick up ball knows. Right, that. and Golden State started moving a lot more. Like Curry started moving around the court more. They started screening and cutting more. Clay got like that for quick fouls. Curry yeah. knew what to do. Yep. Like it was. It's funny because uh, that was the other point. Is like everyone keeps saying um, uh, there was something um, the game plan. Um, I think with Golden State or something. They, how you know how were they able to do uh, the second half? All of a sudden they come alive. 
you know, and that like this whole theory of well, like, the Golden State refs got terrible in the first half. Refs got a little bit involved. There was maybe a handful of calls, but that doesn't stop Golden State from missing these shots and, and Houston from not making those shots. Well, I mean, though. that's that's the case on both of these games. Like, even if the officiating was suspect, you can't miss 33-pointers. Exactly. You're not winning that game, no. even if you get six fault, fault, uh, fouls calls for you or whatever that, exactly. that warrant or something. But my point with that is that is that Golden State – my theory, actually, it's more of a theory, is that Golden State was actually plays possum in the first half of those last two games and lets Houston run themselves off the court, basically, right, and just wears themselves down. Because Curry wasn't running around. Clay wasn't running around. Durant wasn't right? – they were all doing – Catch them mostly. They were all doing ISOs, basically. They were doing a lot of ISOs and, like, weird dribble shooting stuff, like, you know, two dribbles to the side and shoot and chuck it up. There's even stats now that were showing – Gold State had the highest ISOs they've ever had against Houston. It was over like close to thirty percent. I mean, that's giving that's giving D'Antoni too much credit to say that Kerr actually had to try to find a way to outcoach him. But I guess but, he did. But Houston, all Houston did was doing was they were running. Reacting. Every guys were running on offense and on defense. And Gold State just kind of played off and played back a little bit. Do and then second half, they started they started doing their motion offense basically. Do you Curry think Golden State like, takes games off too? I feel like oh, they, they're happy to lose oh, a game, but they're like, we're not feeling care. it. They I'm not going to lose Steph. Yeah, let's just give them this one. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing with Chris Paul being in the game, I, I'm not buying that either, right? Yo, Chris Paul was nothing but bullshit all year long. He had one fucking good game. Everyone was like, what about Chris? Chris Paul. I'll tell you what about Chris Paul, the Clippers. Right. An injury. The yeah. guy gets injured. And it wouldn't have mattered. He wouldn't have mattered. And you know what? And Iguodala was injured too. So if Iguodala was playing, he could shut Chris Paul down. Thank you. Right? So Thank you. don't tell me that Chris Paul was going to make a bigger difference than Iguodala. In that Chris series. Paul isn't that good. He's not that good. And he wouldn't have stopped them from missing th- 33s either. You know, he might have made a few more, but nah. he wouldn't have stopped Ariza. Ariza just had dead legs. Yeah. Gordon Season's went cold. Too long. Harden was not good shooting three pointers all series long, and actually I looked it up for most of the playoffs. You want to know that great? You want to know threes. who might have come in and sparked this team with a couple three pointers? LeBron James, Joe fucking Johnson, dude. Uh, Jesus comes in, hits a couple quick buckets. Mm-hmm. Ryan Anderson, for that matter, can he hit needed a, a little more. Yeah, if he had a little more time each game, he would kind of warm up. I think maybe a little bit. He. Would I don't know, there. man. I would have put his he, ass out there. He was good there. against Utah or with Utah the last exactly. season in the playoffs. I feel. I feel like they. have Really missed an opportunity there. So I think I think you're right. I think it's not quite a good experience coaching enough, you know, with these guys. But Dan Tony has this history too. Come the playoffs, Harden has this history. Come the playoffs, at some point they both they both buckle, and they both fail. And to your point, and you said this weeks ago, same thing with Brad Stevens, right? And so there might be something to it with him. Well, Stevens I mean, Stevens also goes up against LeBron, so that's always a tough bet because anybody who goes up with LeBron in the last I mean, I'm so nine glad years, Philly didn't win that series because I would have been losing my mind. LeBron, I was rooting for him, yeah, but I felt bad for Boston fans because you have to watch this guy who's like, I want two points. I'm not even going to make an attempt at shooting. I'm just going to run at a player mm-hmm. and get hit mm-hmm. and then shoot free throws. That's and still make the shot because you can't stop LeBron. Like you can. Marcus even or Morris even tried to wrap him up and couldn't even stop that him. That was a flagrant, for oh, real. Him when he shoulders. grabbed him like a backpack, if LeBron's not LeBron, that's a fucking like that's a fucking bad move. That's a bad was, look, and I was, don't like fucking Morris or Morris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, if he he actually let go enough because LeBron's so strong, he couldn't pull him down. But he, you see the so, look on if, his face. Yeah, but if LeBron went down, that would have been a flagrant. I mean, if and that's, it's anyone and that's else, sort of the, that's the that's the bad of LeBron in a sense. It, it's to his own detriment. Is that he's so strong and so good like that? It's sort of like Shaq when people try to Shaq right. foul Shaq. Yeah, and you just couldn't. oh, LeBron's gonna be a mess when he's fifty years old. Right. Uh, I I mean, I feel I feel like the other part of that is like LeBron is such a piece of shit on the court. Like he makes people want to yank him down out of this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was so frustrating. Right. As, like, and he never admits his mistakes. He's always looking at someone else too. He made plenty of mistakes, and I remember in Game Seven, and and he just kept looking like someone else. Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you help? Or why didn't you? Man, I really wish it was. I really wish it was Houston and and Cleveland or Boston and Warriors. I just don't like the. I don't like this matchup for Cleveland. I don't think. They don't have the legs. They don't have. A, they don't have like a secret weapon. Who who's gonna come in? They and lost like, in six. They lost in five last year. They'll lose in five again. Yeah. I mean, and they had Kyrie last year, right? So at least they had some guy. And so that's another thing with this series going forward now. Holy shit. They don't ha- – who, who's running fucking point? It's George Hill. He's going to run LeBron point. Like, LeBron, but it's – I mean, even like – But here's the – Even like the – like, like LeBron needs 
he needs a he needs some like that's crazy to think about. Like he's got nobody. Yeah. So even if Kevin Love plays, you can just put Draymond on him. You can even put Kevon Looney on Dude, him. Dude, I don't think you even want Kevin Love to play. Right. I, I, that's what I'm I, saying. Like they got enough guys now that they can cover Love. What does and, Kevin Love and, do? And I mean, he's he's a. I mean, we've talked about those before. I mean, he's a he's a he's a stat collector, right? He can put up points and he can put up rebounds and he'll shoot. He some doesn't even get rebounds anymore, does no, he? No, he does every once in a while. And he, there was one game he had a couple good blocks and stuff too. I mean, I know he can play. I just don't think he. It's not consistent enough, though. I don't think. But like, so put it this way: if he had Kyrie last year for, and Kyrie hounded Curry, right, offensively and defensively, he was a nuisance for Curry on both sides of the ball. So it kind of helped take. Curry out of it a little bit, right? So put the put it together on a matchup, right? You, so your starters for Cleveland are Hill, Tristan Thompson, Love probably, mm-hmm. LeBron, J.R. Smith, J. Oh God, yeah, dude. So then you've got Curry, Draymond, Looney, I guess. Dollar, right? Is it, if he's healthy, you don't. Well, play. if he's if he's healthy, he'll play. But it, it looks like he's out for game one now for tomorrow night. Fuck, dude. So it's you know Looney's been the sub, the starting sub now. At Looney's this point. garbage. And Clay Thompson, but Looney can play Clay. play like a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense, just enough that he can. But be, where are you gonna you put a, where are you like you got KD, dude? Kevin Durant can score on anyone. Right. Of these so people. it's him and LeBron basically. Uh, but LeBron's Clay. not gonna d up KD. No, over but they're not gonna try. But I don't know who I don't know who they're gonna try to put on him. Um, but you got Clay on J.R. Smith, Curry and Hill, and then and then Draymond and, and Tristan Thompson. I guess I don't know who else you're you're starting there if if it's not Tristan Thompson. It's got to be Tristan. But that's actually Thompson. a good matchup for Tristan Thompson and, and Draymond. Draymond's he, falling off. He's not that good. Right, anymore. and Tristan can get under Draymond's skin, and he he does a lot of good rebounding. But like, who does Cor- Corver, who has been trying to defend as much as he can, does Corver play against? Like, Corver was was a non-factor last last year in the finals. I, I, I'm Whoa, pretty sure I know, but he's been play, but he was a huge factor in this series. Yeah, but that's that they they were playing Golden State. Like that's what I'm saying. Like th- this team is worse. Cleveland's team is worse than last year's team, and and they now they have to go up against Golden State again in the playoffs. And I mean, do you th- start Jeff Green instead of instead of Jr. Uh, you might like, you have to. Right? You might, but then you're really like big and not. Jr. doesn't shooting. even make shots anymore. Like he does. But at least you have with Jr. You have the potential for him to get hot and make shots. But that's not good for your team. Yeah. But now, because they don't even win when he gets hot and makes shots. Well, no, I know. But but then the way I look at it is, if you have if you have Tristan uh, Thompson and Green, you you have two guys down low that are just now you're 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 you don't have enough shoot. You need shoot. You need more shooters, I think, than anything. I so wouldn't maybe even you start Corver. Yeah, that's um, what I would do. I guess you start Corver then, but then. And then Hill off the bench with Jeff Green, dude. You guys are fucking. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who you take away and then who you add. And honestly, like, if so maybe I, Tristan if I goes was... away and Corver comes in. No, because Tristan needs to be in there. Yeah. And then, but uh, you know what the it secret also doesn't really matter who, who starts really. But no, but this, well, there's only like seven players that are going to play, like right. seven or eight. Right. I think you need to see Javale McGee in this series. I would play Javale a lot against, against Tristan. Tristan Thompson. Yes. He'll fuck him up. Dude. Yeah, he's the it guy that will ruin just... that dude. Stupid battle. Don't let fucking like two don't let Draymond get another tech and get a suspended right. game. Put JaVale in there yep. to get under Tristan's absolutely. skin. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, I played in the NBA, so I plus, know. Plus now Golden State has uh Jordan Bell, who's uh, who's this, you know, kind of very athletic six foot nine big man. Athletic when you got five fucking I mean, all stars on your team. No, like, but he's but break. he can go against Tristan Thompson. And we're not even we haven't even like you you Man, they're they're so deep because right. when Swaggy Iguodala P. comes back, Iguodala, Swaggy P, you got the, the mustache, McCall, the McCall guy. I like the McCall guy a little bit once in a while, like an athletic kind of guy. They don't even three, fucking three need positions. Kevin Durant to beat this team. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. If Iguodala was healthy, hundred percent could d up LeBron like he did when he won the MVP. Mm-hmm. This team could this team could run these. This I, fucking I, I it'll be interesting. I wonder if there's a bet out there that who's who's going to be the second leading scorer on the Cavs. Oh, you know who I think it would be actually, <laughs> Jr. It might Jr. Be. is just gonna be like, "Fuck it, no one cares, no one cares." I'm just gonna shoot. I think he, yeah, I think he totally will. He's gonna try to go toe toe with these guys and shoot threes. Yeah, and from like deep, like 28 yeah. feet. Yeah, and still not get back. Right. <laughs> I think it might be Corver actually. Well, oh, that's bad because if you just D him up though, maybe I don't know. No, Corver, Corver disappears if he gets D'd up. Yeah, no, I know exactly. The only problem is like is. In, in Golden State, had a bad problem. I don't know why they didn't. They 
why they couldn't fix this. It was that, but they had too many guys collapsing when like Harden drove, and so it left too many guys wide open on the edges. So that's why you know at, at certain points Houston was making a lot of three. Well, LeBron points. never makes that pass, dude. Well, uh, no, he that's does. not yeah, true. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. I mean, he that's tru- the whole game he plan. Trusts, he trusts. He trusts Corver. Cleveland's game plan is exact same as Houston's. It's it's drive and kick, driving or go, drive and score. And it's, or it's pick, LeBron instead pick of Harden. And roll. Dude, those two... Right, and then I, it's ISOing, though. But it's ISOing. You, you pick and roll, but you ISO on the guy in the matchup you want, and then you either drive to the hole and dunk it... Get the mismatch. Ma- dunk yeah, it, right. or kick it out to a three-pointer. You sound like open. Kenny Smith. Um, I I think the the difference is... Well, here's what I would say. Lou, who I hated as a player, mm-hmm. as an Iverson fan, mm-hmm. has revived Corver's career. Corver was... Corver, you're right. He was terrible last year's playoffs. He was... They figured out how to DM up. But Lou has figured out a simple system, run through LeBron, or LeBron figured it out, and Corver now has more. He's he's available to for set and shoot instead of having to run around the corner yeah, and make his own exactly. shot. Exactly, it's the only way he's going to be able to score is if they can drive and kick. I mean, I thought Corver was going to be done after last year. Like he could not get a shot he's off. He's pretty close to it. I don't know, man. Did you see him chase down that loose ball? He's got fire yeah, in his yeah, tongue. Yeah, one, but once in a while. But you know, like. He's he's not doing it every game. I'm now. less worried it's, it's about Kyle Korver than I am. Right, same with Kevin Jr. Up. at this point. He's not doing it every game, but if once he gets hot, he he can score twenty to thirty points in a game. That's true. Korver had I think had like five total his last two right. games. Right, he wasn't. You know, yeah, exactly. All right, Chris. All right. So I said my piece about Brad. I said my piece about <laughs> Braun. Who are you rooting for in this finals? I'm guessing it's it's Golden State. I like Golden State. I, I guess I'm one of the few people here that actually enjoy watching Golden State and I think this is great. I enjoy watching Steph Curry no matter what. Yeah. It's I, it's, I like watching Clay. I like watching Draymond. I like Draymond. I like watching I like, I like Clay, the way he plays. I like Clay he just and Curry too. too. I fuck Draymond, but I like Clay and Curry cuz those are two guys that I still in my mind I'm like, nah, they're going to c- fall back to earth someday. Mm. But they never do. No. Curry's f- so fucking good. Yeah. Clay's a little too passive at times for me. Um he'll just stand there. I bet you he's got a lot on his mind. But I think if like if you put him on another team, I think he's a he's an all he's he he'll he'll bring he him could, to Philly, baby. Yeah, give I me mean, like, give me Clay. I mean, basically put it this way: if give you, me Clay. If you switched, if you if Phoenix got rid of Devin Booker and brought Clay in, you're getting actually you're you're getting a better player. Well, think about this because he plays defense too. Actually. So Clay was the other option in the trade for Wiggins, right? It was either yeah, it was gonna or be, Kevin Love. It was Clay or Kevin Love, and they went with Kevin Love. No, 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 but no. But what no, if no. they would have gone with Clay? No, no, no. They, the, the, no, they wanted to trade Clay for Kevin Love. Oh, it would have been Kevin. Oh, shit. Right. Which would have been a bad trade. Why would they have done that? Are you sure about that? Minnesota wanted Kevin or Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. So they got, but they got Wiggins instead. Yeah. Right. And because Jerry West was like, we are not trading Clay Thompson. Kevin Love basically is what I remember the logo yeah was he was like do not make that trade that's a bad trade and they tried to I don't know who they tried to give instead was the alternate instead of Clay but it was probably uh, it was, it's like Bogut or something that's probably like uh, <laughs> Barnes or some shit oh yeah it might have been Barnes actually I think you're right it was Barnes actually yeah damn yeah alright Chris alright what, what are we talking about next Um, how are we doing with time just in a in a bubble, in a vacuum. We're fine. We, you know, well, we, you know, we, we're, we're at the fifty-three minute mark. So okay. We're, um, we got a little bit of time. We can kind of wrap this up. Well, I mean, we talked a lot about basketball. Mm-hmm. I got to do my crazy takes. Mm-hmm. Those felt good. Those did feel good. Um, I, I did have. I did kind of want to talk about my baseball cards. <laughs> okay. If you have a minute, let's I've talk about it, man. Two things. I had a baseball day yesterday. Oh, you did. So I'm moving. Okay. And so when my wife's out of town, so I got to go through all my shit and I went I found my baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards. Okay. Have you seen my baseball? And it was <laughs> it was I, I was just kind of thumbing through them, laughing at myself at first. I was like, Oh my god, I have fucking nineteen Tony Mandridge cards. I guess I picked <laughs> wrong on him. <laughs> yeah. I had everybody some, did. I had some real stinkers, lots mm. of Brett Saberhagen cards. I don't know why. Oh, I like Brett Saberhagen. I know, but it's not a valuable no, guy. No, it's not a valuable card. But most baseball cards aren't valuable now anymore. My mm. Alvin Davis June or my mm. Alvin Davis rookie card is worth ninety nine cents. Yeah, it is. There there are it was amazed at how many cards I thought were valuable that weren't. But the whole market dropped, right? So everyone law like everyone's cards aren't as valuable now as they used to be. Well, except for except for mine, <laughs> because my dad is the shit. We went to a, a like a a 
swap meet, whatever they call them here, uh, antique fair or whatever. Sure. Where, whatever you call those where things. Where basically old Midwestern ladies things. rob their son's baseball card collections <laughs> yeah. and then sell them for a nickel apiece. Or find like a Monet painting in the attic. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. So me and my dad gave these women a nickel each for... These crazy football cards that I, I didn't even know these players. Ooh. I have like a Giant Unitas. I've got Ooh. fucking Frank Gifford. I've okay. got Franco Harris rookie. I've got Joe Green. I've got Lynn Swan. I've got nice. Ham. Are they this, worth anything? Franco Harris rookie card is worth $2,600. What? Yeah, we paid a nickel for that. Damn. I mean, I can't sell it for that. You never would be able to. But I when I hit that, I was like, oh, shit, I'm looking up all my cards. Yeah. So I did. Okay. And then I called my wife and said, I'm cardboard rich. Because <laughs> it's not worth anything. You can't sell these cards. Obviously, if you could, they wouldn't be on for sale on the internet. But Okay. I think the only well, way to sell them and sell make them. any money is to like just undervalue the shit up and sell them at half price. Oh, okay. Maybe so. In which case, I still think I would make five figures on this card collection. It was bonkers. Okay. Um, Mo- and mainly from Football cards now then? Well, football and basketball, which is weird because mm. I really collected baseball. Yep. But I Everybody lucked out did. and got a Jordan rookie and yeah. a couple of other cards. Okay. Uh, Ozzy Canseco, I have. Yeah, that one's worth. <laughs> that one's worth some money, I bet. Still. Uh, Let me ask you this because you you also sh- you sent me two pictures of the it was Alvin Davis and then it was the two Griffey cards. Yeah. Are the Griffey cards still worth anything? It's crazy. The Griffey cards are, but only two are Upper Deck and Bowman, which yeah. I almost threw the Bowman card away and I looked up as worth $1,000. Oh. It's crazy. Okay. I didn't even know those were worth And the Upper Deck it. one was like the, it was like the, that was the first the year pinnacle, of, like that yeah. was the one, like, yeah, that was. But the, I've got Griffey in every, right. I've got them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Griffey rookie that ever was. Um, that was, that stock I was right on. I was not right on Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> the reliever? Flash Gordon. Hensley Mullins, <laughs> wrong. Matt Noakes, wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, everybody was wrong. I got some, I, but I didn't get rid of anybody. I, they all went back into their little their little notebook, you know, those yep. three by five mm-hmm. notebook yeah, things. That's, binders. that's all that I have. No, yeah. it's just a three by five notebook thing with, it's only that many, it's only like a stack of Oh, cards. it's like one per sleeve or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, one card. But yeah. I have some some old cards. I got a, I got some oldies. I got some... Uh, Eddie Matthews and some Roberto nice. Clemente's yeah. and a Mickey Mantle. Ooh. Yeah. That I, that was clipped out of the back of a cereal box. Right. It's worth uh, a decent amount of money. Oh, it is? Po- yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think. Yeah. So I was surprised to find out that I saved these things for a reason. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I feel like now I have to get like a safe deposit box. I got uh, two boxes, I think, of baseball cards up in my closet right now. You should just spend you. just spend a day on the internet and then follow that up. <laughs> By watching <laughs> Bull Durham. <laughs> oh, man. So You had yourself a day. I had a day, Chris. I watched Bull Durham start to finish, pausing when I had to go to the bathroom. That's how into it I was. I might have kind of found what's good about baseball, and it's not anything current. It's just like I think that's feelings. the point of baseball. Right? Right. It's just all nostalgia. It's totally nostalgia. Yeah. And that movie is about nostalgia. But they're talking about players that, like, you know, like... Way long time ago. Fernando is, like, the most current player that they're talking about yeah. in that movie. Yeah, But I got to say this. Wait, can I interject with one single? I would love you to, yeah. So, I just saw something today that the Yankees are having uh, a Ron Gidry bobblehead day. What? Right? So, they're giving out, you know, like, one of the games coming up soon in the next week or two. The Yankees are giving away, you know, the first couple thousand people, the Ron Gidry bobblehead. Some guy, I think it was on a tweet, right? So as I was tweeting or reading all the tweets about Colangelo, I came across this one. Some guy tweeted response. Yeah, that's a good idea. Way to bring young people into the ballpark <laughs> with having a Ron Gidry bobblehead guy. <laughs> did Gidry have a mustache? Yeah, he did. Yeah, they yeah. should have a Ron Gidry mustache night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, let's, let's stop bringing back guys from 40 years ago to promote your games today. And like it's promote, super sad right? when they're when they're out there. Like you're, you see like a player. Like the Yankees do it all the time. They're like, here's Al Leiter. Right. You well, know? they have and the old timers like, day, and it's like oh, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. The only person that cares is is my father in law, who loves the Yankees and old the Yankees to death. And every time some guy walks up before they even put the graphic of who the guy is, he's like naming him, naming him, and then a story. He's about like him. Paul O'Neill. Yeah. No, it's like, oh, like Yogi Berra and like oh, I mean, Thurman I, Munson. I love those. I lo- I love a lot of those. I mean, I mean it's kind of fun, Joe DiMaggio but it's also is like fucking incredible. Like there are Yankee players that were 
very good. Joe DiMaggio was one of the first old guys that I I realized was I started with like looking into because he batted left-handed, and I was like, "Ooh, this guy." I read or, his autobiography. Sorry, Mickey I read oh, I read DiMaggio's autobiography in like in like junior high school yeah. and was like, "Wait a minute, this dude married Marilyn Monroe." <laughs> like I was blown <laughs> fucking away. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I was like, "Wait." I like went home. I was like, "What the fuck?" Joe DiMaggio was just a straight player. Like yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's also like kind Needed. of a Republican douche. Uh, yeah, and sold a mean coffee maker. He did. Yeah, he remember those commercials where it was like he was like Joe so, DiMaggio. I don't remember him being yeah. alive at all. Oh yeah, Dom DiMaggio though. Oh, I, maybe he just presented him as, as I'm Joe, Joe Dom DiMaggio. <laughs> uh, anyway, Chris, what yeah. do you, what's your thoughts on Bull Durham? Like it or don't? Uh, well, so let me ask you. My question was, do you was it as good as you remembered it? Better. Oh, as a grown Not man, the answer I thought you would because I get like all the sexual innuendo mm. more. There are a couple of weird Easter eggs. One at one Susan point, Susan Sarandon hot? No, she's gross. But I've always <laughs> thought she was gross. The other girls are kind of hot, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta. It's that thing is weird, right? But she plays the part Great. excellently, yeah. and their sex scenes are realistic or re- sort of believable, re- yeah. which is weird because she was actually dating the other dude, right, at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a weird thing: Crash Davis wears a batting helmet mm-hmm. when he's a catching mm-hmm. that's number 20. It's backwards, right? Yeah, yeah, but his jersey is eight consistently Ooh. through the movie. I cannot find shit about Good why catch. on the internet. Man. So I got to call Kevin Costner yeah, and ask him because there's got to be a reason. Yeah. The only reason I know it's 20 is because it's Mike Schmidt's number, and I was like, that's the number I would have worn. But then he has eight, too. So I, I feel like hmm. he's such a baseball freak, he probably wanted both numbers. Something weird, yeah. The other thing I noticed is he writes a note to Susan Sarandon at one point and then asks the, guy, the kid to bring it, and when they read it, she says... It says, I want to make love to you. But if you watch him write the note, he says, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can see he's writing the yeah. F and the yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't show it, but you can see by his so it's l- Yeah, all so right. it's a little shit like that. That like That's cool. It's a, it, dude, it stands up. Okay. The worst part about it is it has a sad sax solo. Like, so bad. Like, it would be parodied by, by like, Judd Apatow now. Ooh. It's, like, that bad. Which made me think, why can't we rescore movies? We don't need to remake oh. them. Why can't we rescore shitty soundtracks in movies? Because the rest of the soundtracks like are actually idea. pretty good. Okay. I like that idea. Think about it. All right. I will. I'll think so, about it. So, Chris, what do you think about I, Bull Durham? I, so, I was never as high on Bull Durham, and Bull Durham, Bull Durham as everyone else. Like, I just, I, I saw the movie. I enjoyed it. I've, I've watched it a few times, you know, over the years. It's been a long time, I think, since the last time I've seen it, though. Probably 10 years. I just I was just never into it like everyone else was. I think now's the time. Maybe it is. Watch Maybe it, it is. with your wife. Now Feel the Dreams I love and I'll watch it every time it's on television. It's which is weird because like Feel the Dreams is perfect. Feel yeah. the Dreams So we, like for me I don't know why I like that one but I don't like Bull Durham as much. It's weird because Feel the Dreams I never realized how cheesy it is until I watched that with my wife and she was like, "Yo, this is like you tease the the trash I watch." And I was like, "What are you talking about? This movie's great." Yeah. Like but she'll watch James Bull Earl Durham, Jones? and she's like, "This movie's great. It's still like relevant and funny and well written." I mean, good. I think it's revered as a as a really good movie, not just like a baseball movie, right? It's an actual like well produced, well made movie, and it stands up, man. It's got great character development. Mm-hmm. Like I said, good soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. you can see these actors were into this movie. Like you pick up little nuances, like when Nuke gets called up, Crash goes. Like you see in his face, he's like, "I'm done here." Like he's like. He's realizing. Right. Also, he, he kind of reminds me of you. <laughs> Not Kevin All Costner, right. just Crash Davis. Yeah. The guy. Okay. So that's that. Just trying to hang Watch on. Watch it again, just dude. Just trying to hang on. Watch again. Okay. Okay? All right. Watch it again. And look for myself. Yeah. All right. Fine. Watch it again for I'll the give first it another, time. I'll, I'll watch it again whenever it comes on. It's on fucking Hulu, dude. You can't. I don't have Hulu. What? Yeah, I don't have Hulu. Everyone has Hulu. It's I don't. free. Again, you, again, I don't. It's free. No, you have it. Not. Sure it is. You pay for the subscription. No, nah, there's like a free one and a paid one, right? Uh, yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone can have it. Uh, I know. I don't, it's like I don't necessarily AM, want it. It's like AM New York. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. If the guy hands it to you at Subway, you can have it. I don't really want AM it. New York either. I never do. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> Maybe the Metro. Fuck it. That was the other I, free I, one of the I think, yeah, they became yeah. one and the same. Oh, probably. Anyway. Uh, all right, Chris. What do you think about wrapping it up? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get out of here. Are you sure? 
I need a drink now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, do you are you queued up with the, are you queued up with old uh, TC? I can get there. The cat. I can. Uh, we can do it. Yo, Brian Colangelo, you got your fool. You got you got what's coming to you. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll say that much. You ready for it? Into there. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me get some. That's not the right knob. That's the right knob. Hey, at least I didn't play the wrong goddamn song. Peace.